that knowledge of scriptures, um, she just challenged me on something this week as we were debating scriptural ideas. <laughs> and so I'm excited to hear what you have. So would you come up, please? Would you guys give a round of applause, too? Thank you. And ushers, thank you for coming forward as well. So, Lord, first, um, thank you for this Sunday, Lord, for another fantastic, beautiful day to be in your presence. Father, thank you for this offering. Lord, that we can give out of the abundance of what you've given us, Lord, or we can give in faith if we need. Father, thank you that whatever we have, we can be faithful to give to you. So I pray that you bless it, Lord, that we give cheerfully. And, Lord, I pray for JJ. She speaks, thank you. Thank you for what you've given to her, Lord, the gift that you've deposited in this amazing woman. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're in her, that you're with her, and that you speak through her. I pray that you'd help us to listen to the words that you'd have for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Jesse. I don't think Jesse has a hard time brown-nosing. As a matter of fact, that's one of my common. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Jess, you got <laughs> So anyway, it's exciting to be um, with you guys today. And first, I just have to give a shout-out to our Lake Sam kids team because there are so many of them in Thailand right now that pretty much everybody else is serving somewhere. So when you pick your kids up today, would you please let them know that they rock and you appreciate them? Could you do that for me? Okay. Thank you. Some of our Lake Sam kids team that aren't serving could do it. Thank you, guys. Kaylee and Lauren could do that. They also were serving at Applebee's this morning, too. So a lot of people were doing double duty today. And if you were at Applebee's with us this morning, thank you so much for helping send our kids to camp that way and sending our counselors and everything. So we really appreciate that very much. Um, as I was praying, and, and Jesse said as we were debating, but uh, where's Justine? Lots of long debates this week about what God had in store. Um, and honestly, I'm a, I'm a details person probably often. And so because of um, Applebee's, this week, I was sure God didn't want me to speak because I needed to be helping my team with Applebee's. And Jesse and Justine were sure that God did want me to speak. So um, hopefully we heard from him. But actually, as I was praying and seeking the Lord about what he wanted to say to us today, he really, he really gave me a, a strong word that today it's not just about the message. It's about a moment. And he wants to have a moment with us. So I'm hoping that we're all here ready and open and hungry for a moment with God. Um, I just get to be the vessel, hopefully, to set that up and then let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So I'm excited about that and, and hope that we're all um, anticipating a move of God in our lives and that we come every Sunday anticipating that. So that's what we're excited about today. How many of you guys have been here for the last couple of weeks with Jerry Cook? Hasn't it been awesome? It's been amazing. And um, I don't get to be in here very much on Sunday mornings, but I always get to catch the message later. And I love his heart. It's just sort of like having your grandpa up here, isn't it? It's really cool hearing from him and the wisdom that he brings and the depth that he brings. Um, but he, he challenged us last week, and he said, look for evidence of the Holy Spirit's presence this week. So I have to, you know, I used to be a school teacher, so it might not surprise many of you. But I used to be a school teacher, so time to do the homework thing. How many of you were looking for presence, presence of the Holy Spirit, evidence of that this week? Awesome. You guys all get a star. Good job. Now, here's, here's kind of where I'm headed with today's message. How many of you guys didn't really want to look for evidence of the Holy Spirit this week? Because you're like, I don't know if I want to see that, right? Sometimes we're a little timid about the Holy Spirit. We're a little concerned about what he might, ha might have us do. And so the, the title of today's message is, The Holy Spirit, I Want More, or Do I? I'm not really sure. I don't know about you guys, but I had times, I remember especially when I was in high school and I was uh, attending a church that's non-denominational but charismatic, and if I brought a friend with me to church, I'd be like having a conversation with the Holy Spirit on the way to church that day, saying, okay, would you be good today, please? Would you not freak my friends out? Come on, anybody else ever had that conversation with the Holy Spirit? 
I'm bringing a friend, so would you just keep it under control today, please? <laughs> right? Come on, it's true. Well, <laughs> yeah, I heard you're right. It is true, right? We do sometimes get a little nervous about what it means. We say, I want more of the Holy Spirit, but I'm not 100% sure I really want that. And I feel like God wants to do something deeper in us today, and he reminded me of a time years ago, I think we were on a women's retreat, and um, all the other women in my room, except for my friend Marge and I, everybody else was asleep. And we were, you know, it was probably three or four in the morning, and we're whispering really quietly to not keep them awake. And somehow we got on this conversation about sensing that God wanted to do something more. And how we were like, yeah, I really want that. I know God wants to do something more in me. And we were Christians. We were in ministry. We'd been serving God. Both of us, actually, we hadn't been friends our whole lives, but we'd been serving God our whole lives. That's just both of our history. And we're like, yes. And, and I, I really do want God to do more, I think. Because I'm kind of afraid of what that might mean. You guys ever felt that way? I want to say yes, but God, could you tell me first what you mean by because I'm not really sure that I trust you 100%. I, it's like yesterday or last week, Jesse, uh, Jerry came up to you and said, would you repeat after me? And you did. And he said, you're an excellent Greek scholar. Do you remember that? Okay. If Jesse came up to me and said, JJ, would you repeat after me? I would not do it because <laughs> I would not trust him. Jade, is that wisdom on my part? Yes. <laughs> that would be wisdom. Your kids will come up to you sometimes and say, hey, say this, and they'll start saying syllables, and it ends up being like, what a fool I am by the time you say it, right? Have they ever done that to you? Come on, yeah? Or what a goose I am, or they come up with these crazy things. It's like, I wouldn't really trust them, and I definitely wouldn't really trust you. <laughs> Love you, but no. <laughs> if it were serious, but he gets this sparkle in his eye, and you're like, yeah, I don't know what's coming next. But God reminded me also of a time I was on a mission trip, and um, we'd been with the same team for about two months, so we were together for a long time, and one of the guys came up to me, he was all excited and kind of jumping around, and he says, Julie, hold your hand out. And so I put my hand out, and he's going to put something in it. And I'm like, uh, uh, you know, and I couldn't, couldn't trust him to hold my hand out. Now, knowing that particular guy, it was probably a spider, which is why I couldn't hold my hand out. But I still, to this day, don't know what it was. It could have been money, it could have been chocolate, it could have been anything. But he wanted me to hold his hand, hold my hand out so he could put something in my hand. And I could not trust him to do it. I was not able to hold, I kept, you know, I, and he was daring me. And yeah, I, I grew up with a lot of brothers. If you dare me, I'll probably do it, which is a risky thing, a proposition to say in front of all of you. But, you know, <laughs> but also if you, yeah, don't dare me. A kid dared me once to throw a pumpkin pie at him. I'm like, really? If we met? Because I will. And he did. And so... I threw the pumpkin pie at him. Outside, didn't make a mess. It was really funny. It's okay. He really wanted me to do it. But, <laughs> but this guy was daring me, and I'm like, I'm not backing down on this dare. This guy's not going to beat me. So I'm trying to hold my hand out to let him put in whatever it is that's in his hand. And I just could not keep my hand there because I couldn't trust him. Well, that's sometimes how I think we act with the Holy Spirit and with God. And Jerry mentioned this verse last week. Um, sorry, I keep hitting the wrong button here on my nook. Lost the notes there. Hold on a second. Jerry put up a scripture for us last week. Uh, give me a second here. Sorry about that. That's the danger of using this. And maybe God just wants me to go without the notes. Um, but he said, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? 
Now, I don't know what your upbringing is, depending on what you grew up with in life. Reading that about trusting your father for good gifts may be like, ah, yes, my dad gave me the best gifts ever. He was so good at that, right? It also might be not the nicest thing, depending on what your upbringing was. I can tell you, I remember one gift from my father. We did not live with my father most of my life, which was a good thing. Um, we were actually hiding from him because of all sorts of things that were not good. But I do remember one gift that he gave me, and it was a Bible, which sounds super cool, right? How awesome that that's the one gift I can remember from my father. And it really is the only gift I can remember from my father as a child. But here's the thing about that Bible. It had our name on it, right? It had my sister's name on hers, and my name on mine was July. Now, they call me JJ at church so that we don't confuse you because there's a lot of Julies, including Julie Brunk. But my name is not July. It's Julie. So that gift that was supposed to be a blessing was not really a blessing because my own father didn't even know what my name was. That was kind of a bummer, right? Here's the thing with God. He knows your name. He knows what will bless you. And the gifts that he has for you are always good. So if he is doing what Jesse might do, holding, saying, hold your hand out, you can trust me, depending on whether he has the smirk in his eye or not, I don't know if I can trust you. Zach, it would to I totally, I love you, I would absolutely not trust you, <laughs> okay? Totally not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when it's God, you can hold your hand out and trust that what he's got for you is a good gift. What he wants to bless you with, it might not even be what you would have chosen, but it's always what's best for you. And so we've been talking a lot about the Holy Spirit. Kurt's been talking about being empowered. Jerry was sharing awesome encouragement to us about the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in us and looking for that. But we have this thing that holds us back. I kind of think, I don't know if a lot of you grew up in charismatic churches. How many of you guys grew up in churches where the Holy Spirit was welcome and celebrated? Okay. Can I ask how many of you grew up in churches where we just don't even say that? We don't even talk about the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we've got a whole mix. We're going to talk about that in a second. But if you grew up where the Holy Spirit was welcome and celebrated, you probably did the same thing I did a few times and said, God, be good today because my friend is coming and I don't want to be embarrassed, right? Or I don't want to freak them out. We kind of, I think, learned that the Holy Spirit's a menu. And I can go and I can say, I want this and this and this and not that or that. If you came to Applebee's today, we didn't really have a selection because when we do the pancake breakfast with Applebee's, they only give you pancakes, eggs, and bacon. But then there's a choice of beverages. So you can kind of go, oh, I want this, but I don't want this. I think sometimes that's how we treat the Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit, that healing stuff sounds really super cool. I would love to pray for people and have them be healed. And that shadow healing thing that Peter had going on, <laughs> that would rock, right? Walking along my shadow. Oh, yeah, God, I, I can see me. I'd be playing games. Going to touch you? Not, you know, that kind of thing. You'd be having fun with that, right? The healing thing would be cool. But the tongue stuff, that's just a little weird. I'm not sure I really want that. The casting out of spirits, yeah, that's a little strange. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, you could keep that one. I'll take this one. But actually what God is telling us, and Jerry did an awesome job of telling us that this last week, it's not choose your gifts. It is do you want the gift of the Holy Spirit or not? And in our culture, I feel like we have this thing that the Holy Spirit, we, in, we treat it like a disease. Okay? Years ago, I was going on the same mission trip that I was talking about a few years ago. That was my first mission trip ever. It was a long, extended mission trip. I was t a school teacher at the time, so I had the summers off. I felt like God was calling me to go on a mission trip for the summer. Really wanted to go with youth with a mission, YWAM, uh, but their dates didn't coincide with my teaching dates. So I was looking at all sorts of other mission organizations trying to find out 
which one God would have me go with. The reason I was leaning toward YWAM was because YWAM is a charismatic organization. They believe in the fullness of the Holy Spirit for today, right, as, as we do here at this church. But because their dates didn't work, I wrote to some other mission organizations, got their application form, started looking through things that they might have me do or, you know, what options that were out there. And without fail, I probably wrote to 10 different organizations, without fail, every one of them had some kind of question on their application about my opinion and the, with the Holy Spirit. And one of them in particular, I remember it said, do you believe in tongues? And then it said, do you practice? It almost sounded like it was a disease to me. It was like, okay, do you believe it? And then do you practice that? Like, we're not sure we can trust you. And actually the mission organization that I went with um, also had questions about it. And because of the way I answered the questions, they literally sent someone in. It was, this was a national organization. They sent someone in town to interview me to make sure I wasn't going to spread my disease of speaking in tongues over people, that I wasn't going to just come and proselytize tongues, which is odd. But um, they sent, literally sent someone to interview me. Now, since then, I've worked with that mission organization in India several times. It's never been an issue. But when you're in Western cultures, we have this thing where the Holy Spirit fits in this nice little box, and we want him to come out when we want him out, and then we put him back, and then we want him out when we want him out, and we want this piece of him and that piece of him and this piece of him, but we don't just really go, okay, Holy Spirit, have your way, do what you want. We like to kind of keep him under control a bit. And we like to pick and choose and say, okay, here's the box you can be in, here's the box you can't be in. Reminds me of a song that um, they do it at camp sometimes. It's a really old one. Did you guys ever sing when you were growing up or at any kind of camp, if I had a little white box to put my Jesus in? Did you guys ever hear that? I'd take him out and kiss his face and put him back again. If I had a little black box to put the devil in, I'd take him out and punch his face and put him back again. My reaction, Justine, is much like yours. Why did you make that face? <laughs> That's weird. Does Jesus belong in a box? No, absolutely not. They sang that at some event I had students at with once when I lived in Denver, and the kids knew I hated the song, so they would always ask for it afterwards. Because <laughs> I'm like, my Jesus doesn't fit in a box, thank you very much. And neither does the Holy Spirit. And I think there's something that we have in our culture because we like to have things neat and tidy and under control. I served with a church once in a, a different domination and served with them for a while. And their services would be awesome and great and fine. And then all of a sudden, somebody would say two magic words, camp meeting. And people would go crazy. And then they'd go back to normal every day. And then they'd go wild in their worship. And I love wild worship, by the way. I'm excited about Encounter tonight. Adam's not here, or where, I don't know where Adam went. But if you have kids that are five and older, you can also bring them tonight. He said only bring them if they're five and under. If they're five and older, bring them, have them come in and worship with us, right? Because we want them to worship as well. But this whole camp meeting thing was like, oh, we flip a switch, and now we act crazy in the Holy Spirit. Now we turn the switch off, and we just go back to normal. And I feel like now as I look at that, I feel like it was like, Holy Spirit, come out of your box. Now, Holy Spirit, go back in your box. Holy Spirit, come out of your box. Holy Spirit, go back in your box. The point I think God wants us to get today is that he has more for us, and he wants us to trust him, to decide what that more is, to be open to all that he has for us. <clears throat> now, part of the reason I, I finally got my notes to work again <laughs> so I can look back, part of the reason I think we have this weirdness about the Holy Spirit is because we also call him the Holy Ghost, right? Well, ghost is supposed to be kind of scary and creepy. The actual root word for that is pneuma, and it means a wind, a breath, 
something immaterial, intangible, something that you can't define. And so because of that, we call it this spirit or this ghost. It's the same word for, literally, for a dead spirit that would be wandering around. It's the same root word, right? Now, we call this the Holy Spirit, obviously not the same spirit as the spirit of someone dead or whatever. But there is something a little creepy with saying Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. It's a little, like, intangible, a little different, a little um, indefined. But when Jesus said, I'm going to heaven and it's better for you, he said it's because once I go to heaven, I won't just be beside you. I will be inside you. I'll be inside you, not just with you next door, standing next door and next to, right next to you. And some days I'm with you and some days I'm hanging out with Lauren and some days I'm hanging out with Lucy. When he sent the Holy Spirit, he could be in us, the breath in us, the life in us all the time, 24-7, 365. But we get concerned about that because we don't know. Sorry, having a problem with my nook again. Because we don't know how to control that. And honestly, that's the point. God doesn't want us to control that. God wants to be in control. He said he had greater things that he wanted to do in us. He said, sorry, I am really... Next time, I'll just do paper notes because this is not working for me today. He said he had it. He said he knows what he wants to do, and we can trust him with that. He said the gifts that he has for us are good. He said we don't have to be afraid. We can trust that what he has. Could you put up the next scripture for me, please? He said, he that believes in me, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Well, if if we were in kids' church talking about that scripture, what we'd be doing is taking a sponge and getting it totally saturated with water. Totally saturated so that it was full and couldn't hold any more. And if you pulled it out of the bucket, it would drip. And we could pass it all around the room. And as long as you didn't squeeze it out, every one of us who touched it would be wet. That's what God means when he says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. He wants us to be that filled with him that we're saturated and it flows over to overflowing. But we have this hesitancy that makes us a little bit scared. Say, God, I want more, I think. I want more of this, but not that. Years ago, I remember a time when I'd seen someone praying and their hand was shaking when they prayed. And I said to God, I'm like, yeah, not that for me, please. I don't want that. Really don't ever want my hand to shake when I pray, because I just think that's a little weird. So, of course, what does God do? (laughs) right? I'm praying for some people once, and as I'm praying, my hand starts shaking. And being this woman of boldness and faith and power, you know what I did? I put my hand in my pocket. (laughs) I didn't want it to shake. But here's what happened when I put my hand in my pocket. I clearly heard God say, oh, you don't want me to move that way in you then. You want rivers of living water, which I've been praying for, but you want only some. You don't want all. And I literally heard him say, oh, so I can't move that way in you, huh? And I knew it was a crossroads moment for me. I knew he was asking me to trust him even when I thought it was weird. And so I did take my hand out of my pocket, and I let it shake, and sometimes it shakes, and sometimes it doesn't shake. And one of my friends, she's like, I hope you're okay with my hand shaking. And when she prays, her hand never shakes, right? (laughs) God wanted me to trust him that he knew what was going to be good and what wasn't going to be good. And for me, I don't know if you're this way, but for me, 
my head gets in the way. I'm like, Lord, I am fine with absolutely trusting your Holy Spirit. Pour out more. I want more. I just want to understand it. <laughs> Pour out everything I can understand, God, and I'm open. <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah, how about just pour out more? How about do you want more with no boundaries? There's an awesome song, Hillsongs United does, and it says, Spirit, take me to a place where my trust is without borders. God, I want to trust you without borders, without boxes. Jesus doesn't fit in a box. The Holy Spirit doesn't fit in a box. God, I want to trust you with no borders, no limits. He told me years ago when I was praying, pray no holds barred. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. But I started praying. You're just in my prayers. I, every once in a while, I would hear the Holy Spirit throw that phrase in, no holds barred, no holds barred. No holds barred means there's no limits. I don't, I'm not a wrestler. That might surprise you guys. <laughs> Kevin, you're shocked, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a wrestler, but no holds barred means there's no rules. Nothing's off the table, right? Everything's out there. Well, God wants us to trust him without borders, with no holds barred, with no boundaries saying, God, you can go this far and no farther. And so when my hand was shaking that time, God said, Julie, will you trust me without any limits? And actually, when I was praying for people, they were getting healed. They were being set free. So that was pretty good, right? So I'm like, okay, this is cool, God. All right, I got it. Good. That's great. So we're praying, and this another time I'm praying for someone, and God says, um, this is a friend of mine who, she could physically walk, but she was in constant pain when she walked. So she hardly even stood. She'd take a couple steps and sit down. She couldn't go to the grocery store. She couldn't do normal life with her kids because her feet were in constant pain. She had some really poorly done surgery as a child. That doctor was now, I'm sure, you know, not disbarred. What do you call it when you take away their license? His license was taken away, whatever that means. He couldn't practice anymore. Yeah, that, that was it, yeah. Um, so so she, she was in constant pain. So we were praying for her specifically one day, and the Holy Spirit told me, go over and tell her to dance. Yeah, not going to happen, right? I'm like, I'm such a woman of faith and power. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, God, that just sounds a little weird. She can hardly walk. He said, no, go tell her to dance. I'm like, uh, Lord, I, I can't do that. He said, go tell her to dance. Well, finally, after I debate, I know you guys never debate with the Holy Spirit about what he's telling you to do, right? Because you have so much faith that as soon as he tells you to do it, it doesn't matter if it sounds weird, you're going to do it, right? So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went and told her to dance, and she stood up, and she kind of did this. And he, the Holy Spirit said, that's not dancing. Go tell her to dance. So I had to tell her again. As I tell her to dance, and she actually dances, what happens? She's healed, right? What's my point? We often, I think, and I feel like God ha wants to have a moment with us today. So my message is going to be shorter than usual, especially since I can't keep, I lost my notes again on my nook, right? The Holy Spirit wants to have a moment with us today where we say, Holy Spirit, I want more with no borders. I want more without trying to pick from a menu. Jerry said last week, are you asking for tongues or are you asking for the Holy Spirit? I just want more of the Holy Spirit. I just want more of Jesus. I just want more in my life, no matter what it means. And I trust him to choose the good gifts. I trust him to let the rivers of living water flow so that it saturates everybody around me. And I trust him to not be too weird. Because here's the thing. I think sometimes we're the weird ones, not necessarily the Holy Spirit. He'll do things that are unusual, like telling me to pray for my friend and tell her to dance. 
this is kind of strange, but one time I was praying for someone who had some bondage in her life, and he, he, took, he said, pull the snake out of her mouth. And I'm like, really, God? <laughs> He's like, no, pull the snake out of her mouth. I'm like, oh, come on. So I didn't tell her. I didn't make a big scene, but he needed me to operate in trust. So I just quietly and subtly just, you know, went like this as we were praying. And as we were praying and I did that, God said, now whisper this in her ear. And I can't tell you what I whispered, but he said, whisper a couple of words in her ear. And the moment I did that, she was set free. She was a different person. Now, that was the Holy Spirit telling me to do that. That wasn't JJ going, okay, I think I'm going to be crazy today, okay? I think often we do something and we say it's the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's going, would you please stop blaming me? <laughs> it's important, and we are going to be talking more in the future weeks, I'm sure, about how to identify the Holy Spirit's voice. I know Jesse's praying about some words that God has given him specifically about that, and, and I don't know if that's what Jesse will be preaching in a few weeks. I'm not at that sure if that's what God will lead him to speak, but if you are having a hard time identifying God's voice, please talk to someone. Talk to someone in your threefold. Talk to someone in the church leadership. Talk to someone. Because God wants you to know his voice. But when it is his voice, and it is the Holy Spirit, because believe me, it was not my idea to pull a snake out of someone's mouth. Absolutely not my idea, okay? When it is his voice, you can trust him. Because he's not just trying to be weird. He doesn't want to embarrass you. He doesn't want to embarrass himself. He loves you. He loves to give you good gifts. And Graham Cook loves to say, God's in a good mood today. We kind of think God's in a bad mood sometimes, and he's not going to give us good gifts. God's in a good mood. He's a good dad. He knows how to spell my name, even when my own father didn't. And I don't know what your history was with your father and what kind of gifts your father gave you. But God gives you good gifts, and you can trust him. You can be at peace with him. Could you put up the next scripture? Because I'm not losing my train of thought, so that'll help me. He said, don't get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the reason I wanted you to see that scripture today is because the tense in Greek with that is a tense we don't have in English. And it's a tense that means, it's a command. It means do it and keep on doing it. It's a continuous tense. So we tend to, in, especially in our very controlled, very proper Western culture, the Holy Spirit's allowed out when he was allowed out. And it's, if you didn't say camp meeting at that one church, then you're just sedating your worship, right? And when you said camp meeting, you could be more whatever that meant, you know? Exactly, there you go, Lord. God said we should be filled with the Holy Spirit and keep on being filled 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 and keep on being filled. And here's what I think the concern is in our, in our churches today, not, not like Sam in particular, although I think probably we struggle with this because it's a common issue in the American church. We don't want more. We figure we've got enough. We figure, okay, thanks, God. Thanks for the Holy Spirit. I have enough. Or thanks, God, I want the Holy Spirit just for this moment, and then I'm good. I've got it under control again. Thanks, God, here, yeah, you can do this, and then I'll, I'll go back to being in control. It's good. But God wants us to want more. He wants us to be hungry for more of the Holy Spirit. I'm excited about Encounter tonight because the times when we come and worship him and enter his presence in worship are the times he pours out that more if we're looking for it and if we're asking for it. And I think that the moment that he wants with us today is a moment to say, Holy Spirit, I want more of you, no matter what it means. One more story from my life, and then we're going to stop early, but not stop. We're not dismissed. Lake Sam, we don't, Lake Sam kids, we like time with your kids, and when, when Kurt dismisses early, or if it's not Kurt, usually it's like, Will preaches too short, and you come back really early, and we're like, we're not ready, so don't get me in trouble by leaving. We're not done. 
But we're going to do is I'm going to tell you another story, and then we're going to stop and pray and take some time just for a moment with God to allow him to touch us. And the worship team is ready to lead us in some worship because here's what God wants us to do. He wants us to ramp up our hunger for him. He wants us to be filled and keep on being filled and not be content with where we are. You have as much of God in your life as you're open to because he wants more. He constantly wants to do more. He said we're going to do greater things. Jesus said, when, when I go to the Father, you're going to do greater things than I've done. Well, I've seen some awesome things happen. I don't know about you guys. I've seen some awesome things happen. I've seen dead people raised. I've seen people healed. I've gotten to pray for the sick, and they've gotten up. I've seen it. But guess what? I want more. I want more. I don't want to live in the glory days of the past. I want more. Now, I used to. I grew up saved. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so grateful to the Lord that that, that is the, the life that he gave me. But I was, real, I was a serious Christian. I was not playing games. I was committed to him. I was following him. I was serving. In, I was working in the public sector, but serving in a lot of ministries and really wanted God to move, but I wanted a very ordinary life. I would never have gotten up in front of people and touched a microphone. I wouldn't have even gotten in front of children and touched a microphone. I would, not, I would never have done that, and I wanted a super ordinary life. I wanted God to move, but within, within the boundaries, within the boxes, right? I wanted God to move. I wanted to be used by God. And one day, some stuff was going on in a church that I was serving at. At this point, I was on, uh, serving in ministry full-time, and some things were going on, and people were getting just zapped in amazing ways and repenting and confessing things and coming before God, and their lives were being changed. And I was really happy for them, and I thought it was really awesome, and I was very excited about it, but nothing was happening in me. I was like, I'm okay, God. I'm good. No, no particular sin that he was convicting me of, nothing serious going on. I, we're, we're, we're okay. We're tight. We're good. And I'm watching these people, and something's happening, and something's getting stirred up, and I'm just not getting it. And honestly, not even sure if I want to get it because I don't understand it, and I don't like what I don't understand, right? And things were happening. I'm praying for people, and they're falling down, and I don't even believe in that, so I know I'm not knocking them down because I don't believe in it, right? I don't understand it, and I'm like, God, I don't get this. And one day, he said, would you put aside your work, your ministries, your responsibility, your schedule, just lay it all aside. And church is happening all around me. And he said, get on the floor and don't get up. And I got on the floor and I said, I, then at that point, I had to say, God, I can't get up until you touch me. I can't get up until you do something. I'm not even sure I'm hungry for it, but God, I want to be. I can tell I'm missing something. I can tell there's more. And before, I didn't want it. But God, I want more. I want more. And I did. If, you, if you're on any of my teams, you know it's hard for me to lay aside the task and the schedules and the other responsibilities. But I just got on the floor, figured the rest of the teams would handle it, whatever had to happen. And I got on the floor, and I don't know how long I was there. But I can tell you that when I got up, I was a changed person. And I had a hunger for God that now makes me say, God, I don't want the ordinary. I don't care what you ask of me. Spirit, take me to a place where my trust is without borders. Lord, would you make me hungry for more of you and more of you and more of you and more of you and more of you. And thank you for letting me kind of ramble around today since I lost my notes, but I really feel like the Holy Spirit said, I want a moment with my people to ask them if they're hungry. Could, uh, Pam, could you and the team come up? I want a moment with my people to ask them, do you want more? And will you trust me with what the more is? Will you trust me to give you good gifts? Or are you going to treat me like I'm a menu? 
and you can pick and choose and then put me back in the box. I know because he promised. And as we sang earlier, his promises are true. I know that he has more. He wants this world to be shaken, and he wants to do that through us. And I told you my story about the mission field, right? And all those interviews I had to go through and all those questions about the Holy Spirit. What's really interesting to me is in, at least from my experience, I, there, I'm sure there are lots of other experiences, but in non-Western cultures, the Holy Spirit's not an issue. It's really not, right? Is that true? Okay, I grew up, nothing against this, because I grew up in Baptist churches until I was in high school. Love Baptist churches. Learned amazing things about the word. But even the Baptist churches in India have the Holy Spirit. And he's allowed out of the box. And it's not about, it's not negative about any one religion. So Kurt might be cringing at home as he's listening to me say that. I'm not, I'm really not preaching against any specific denomination because I think Jesus wants to move in every single one of them. But what I am against is our complacency and our lack of hunger for more. God has so much more he wants to do in us. We sing, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. But we mean it within our boundaries. And God is just asking us today, would you give me a moment and would you trust me? You don't need to be afraid of me because I'm a good father. And I give good gifts. You don't need to be afraid I'm going to embarrass you because I want to bless you. I want to bless others through you. I want to set others free. Can you imagine if I had not told my friend to dance? Or if I had not, as weird as it sounds, pulled the snake out of the other lady's mouth, right? Mm -hmm. God wants to bless people through us. And may I say, he's weird enough. You don't have to add your own weirdness to it. Let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does. Trust him when he tells you to do something. And know that he's good. Because he only wants to bless people. He only wants to love them. He only wants to love you and love others through you. And if he has more for you, do you want it? That's the question he, he's asking us today. Do you want more? We're going to take a few minutes and just, just talk to him. You can sing or not sing. You can get on your face. For me, a lot of times God says, just get your face on the floor. The first time he told me to say that, I'm like, gross. <laughs> I, my face and the floor do not belong near each other. It is not going to happen. Why does God tell me that? Because he wants to know that I care about him more than I care about my face or my makeup, please. Right? He wants me to put him first and trust him. And he wants me to be hungry for more. The reason we don't see the greater things yet, or we do see them in fits and starts, but it's not common for us, I think it's because we're not hungry. And if you're not hungry and you're sitting here going, JJ, would you stop? I got it. I got it. If you're not hungry for more, ask him to make you hungry. That's what I had to do when I finally said, okay, God is obviously doing something and I'm obviously missing it. I got to just get on the floor and not get up until something changes. That's when he put a hunger in me that wasn't there before. And now I'm like, God, I don't want, the last thing I want is an ordinary Christian life. God, I want to be used by you in ways that shake me and rock me and that I could never have expected or imagined. One last scripture before we pray. God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Back to my handshaking story. 
when I stuck it in my pocket, he said, oh, you don't want me to move that way? Okay. The Holy Spirit works deeply and gently within us. He's waiting for us to say yes. He is not, there's a fear in us. He's going to take over our bodies and do something crazy. And I, you know, I've had my handshake before. I've had silly laughter that I can't figure out. But it brings freedom, let me tell you. It might be weird, but it brings freedom. But if I want to stop, I can stop. He is not possessing me in a way that's some horror movie kind of thing. That is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's waiting for you to give him permission. He's waiting for you to invite him. And I know I might feel like I'm going, I'm, I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you. And there are those of you here who could tell stories that would just shake all of us. But my question, even for those who've seen God do amazing things, and he might still be doing them in your life every moment of the day, awesome. There's still more. Do you want it? There's still more. We could be laying hands on the dead, and they could be raised every day, and God could say, yeah, that's, that's nothing. I got more. Do you want it? He's waiting for us to invite him to do more. He's been looking for a people that are hungry. He said his eyes roam to and fro throughout the earth, looking for those whose hearts are wholly his, wholly turned toward him, who are saying, God, I just want you no matter what that means. Holy Spirit, I just want you in the fullness that you intend, and I trust you for that. So as I'm preaching today, I just also want to say, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you don't have Jesus in your life yet, so you're like, what in the heck is the Holy Spirit? What is she talking about? This is an awesome place to be today because we're going to take a minute, and I encourage you to say, Jesus, show me who you are. Jesus, would you talk to me too? Because he has more for you. He has more for every one of us. He just wants us to be hungry. So I'm going to pray. We're going to worship for a few minutes, and we're going to come back together and take communion. So could you just hang in there and take some time and say, God, hopefully I want more. And if you don't want more, say, God, be honest. I don't want more, and I don't know why. So would you help me be hungry? Would you help me trust you? Would you help me get out of the way? For me, a lot of times it's my brain that's in the way. Yeah, God, I want more. Would you explain the whole plan to me? He often says, no. <laughs> when I ask him to explain the plan, he says, would you just trust me? Right? So he's asking us today, trust him. He's got more to you. <sighs> so, Lord, I hope and pray that through this rambling, Lord, that your Holy Spirit has been able to touch hearts the way you intended to. Because, God, I know you have more. You have so much more for your people. You have so much more you're longing to pour out on a people who are hungry and open. On a people who are willing to say, Spirit, take me to a place where my trust is without borders. Well, I will trust you with no limits, no holds barred. I just want you, whatever that means. Holy Spirit, pour out your presence upon us in the fullness that you intend. God, we can trust you to give us good gifts. We can trust you to be an awesome daddy who loves his kids, who loves to bless them, who's in a good mood, who knows our names and knows what will bless us. And Lord, thank you that you're waiting for us to invite you in. So today I pray that our hearts would respond. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Overwhelm us with your presence, Lord. Let us become more
presence. Let us experience.